one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Tuesday, my friends. Welcome, of course, to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And, of course, you can check me out on Joy from 4pm for the rest of your life. Anyway, we begin with the news that Manchester United are set to sign Anthony, or Anthony, no one really knows, from Eric Ten Hag's old side, Ajax. The deal is set to be £84 million once he's completed a medical. Here's White, Jordan and Graham Souness reacting to the news on TalkSport. It's not as if the Glazers, Simon, are sitting in their hands. No. In comes Casemiro. Lissandro Martinez has been there. Eriksen, of course. Yeah. Uh, Malasia is there. And now Anthony. I mean, if they yeah. spend 84 million plus... Maybe 220, 230 million quid. I said this two weeks ago. I said that they will unleash a level of spend that people might be surprised by. But this is not about the players they're buying. This is about the overall ownership of Manchester United, the share price, the positioning of where they are in the marketplace, the idea that people are convincing them that Man United can be sold for £7 billion rather than 4 or £5 billion, quid, and the whole landscape. So when you talk about £230 million, as offensive as it is, because that's probably getting close to 60% of Manchester United turnover on transfer fees, this is the uniqueness of the Manchester Uniteds of the world, that they will make these statements of intent There'll be an element of signalling their intention at the same time as playing to the gallery. And then you have a backdrop of saying, well, what can the fans say now? Well, we know the Mayor of Manchester will come out and say you've got to build a training ground and you've got to have a better, better, better stadium to be built in. But at the end of the day, it's about what you put on the pitch. It was a change of ownership that kicked Liverpool on. So there perhaps does need a change of ownership to restart the pilot light inside that football club because whatever made it great, whatever made it irrepressible, whatever made it undeniable has long since gone. It's not there anymore. So that may well come from a change of ownership, but here's the newsflash for that particular little conundrum. They ain't going out the door for anything less than several, several, several billion quid. So in the here and now, £230 million, Ten Hag's got to sit there and go... Well, that's not bad, is it? I've had £230 million of spend. I've chosen the players that I want. Maybe I didn't get Frank at the Young, but I'm raiding and pillaging the Dutch yeah. league for players that I know. And Graham, not departing the scene anytime soon, it would seem, is new acquisition Lissandro Martinez. He's not particularly special at anything. I would say he's, he's feisty, he's aggressive. The other thing I, I don't like about him, he goes to ground too readily. That is not a good sign for a defender. Defender, the clever ones, stay on their feet and they're reading it. They're anticipating if you're lunging all the time, it means you're not reading it. But I come back to his size. He will get found out in the Premier League. I can't tell you anyone that size that's been a success in our game. I, th- I think ultimately you get found out. On now to two former villains 
What, actual villains? No, of course not. Don't be silly. Two ex-Villa players. Dean Saunders and Gabby Agbonlahor. As well as Ali McQuist discussing under-fire boss Stephen Gerrard. Gerrard, no one really knows. Aston Villa nil, West Ham United when the players are literally being booed down the tunnel just beneath me here right now. It's not a happy place, Villa Park. They're not exactly shopping in Marks and Spencers, are they? You know, the players they're buying, they're not actually doing the same as what Arsenal are buying Jesus for 50 million. So he spent, I think he spent 48 million in the summer. This is how daft it is. If Villa beat Arsenal and Liverpool lose at Newcastle, Aston Villa go above Liverpool. But it's like four games in and he's getting hounded out. I'm, I'm like, he's a young manager. They've had a bad start, but only half the league can have a good start. The other half get beat. The results still aren't good enough and there's different lineups, the subs. The fans aren't happy with coming on too late, maybe. But, you know, I feel like it's four games in. They're two points behind Liverpool, three points behind Manchester United. I think they're in eight. So I think it's still, still too early to be saying Gerrard out. Yes, yeah. Arsenal away, away next. Man City at home after that. Leicester away after that. Southampton at home after that. Them four games, you know, he needs to be beating two teams out of them four. You know, then I feel like you'd be under big pressure. I understand the frustration of a lot of Villa fans. I get it, but I think they'll be all right. I really, really do. I think they'll be kind of mid-table, above mid-table. I think that's where Villa are. I, I don't see in you know that's I don't I don't see a massive improvement in Villa would say. I understand football fans as well as Andy, but I just think at this early stage it should be a little bit of understanding, and people should be given time. Adrian Durham now on game night, alongside former Liverpool and England midfielder Danny Murphy. Anthony Gordon, the man they're all talking about. That's why they want him. That's why Everson wants to keep him. Anthony Gordon, Frank Lampard's quote at the weekend. I, I see Gordon being an Everton player for a very long time. Well, I can tell you this. If Everton get relegated, he ain't going to be at Everton for a very long time. Uh, <laughs> That's and, true. But he might not be there by the end of this window. Uh, I, I think it's cooling off a little bit, the, the Chelsea link. 60 million they were saying that's probably what's cooled it off a little bit. And maybe they're looking elsewhere at Wilfred Zaha, which has been mentioned. Opportunity doesn't always knock twice. And if you're around him, trying to advise him as a brother, as a father, as an agent, whatever it may be, it's very difficult for you to come to the conclusion logically that you turn down a move that's going to A, set you up financially for life and B, give you Champions League football and attempt at winning trophies because he's not going to get that at Everton. Very hard to look to the future and go, you know you still have that opportunity in a year because cruciate knee ligament, anything can happen in football. You Honestly. It's only his fifth goal for Everton. Could it be his last? You just don't know. For the lad... And this is a contradiction. He will benefit more from playing another year at Everton. Definitely. Because he's going to play every game. He's already super confident. The fans love him. He's comfortable. He doesn't have to prove himself again. He's got that already. And he's going to gain so much experience by playing 90 minutes every week rather than 12 minutes here and 30 minutes here in a league. You know, he, he, he's going to learn more. Qu- just quickly on that, Aid, the best example of that was a good mate of mine, Franny Jeffers, who left Everton too quickly. He would have benefited from staying longer because he was a super talent. On now to breakfast host and Arsenal fan, the wonderful Laura Woods. Struggling to get her head round, some critics slamming the Gunners supporters for celebrating beating Fulham. Scenes of celebration amongst the Arsenal supporters and their manager Mikel Arteta marking his 100th Premier League game in charge with a comeback victory that takes the Gunners back to the top of the Premier League. Last season at this point, 
we were taking bets on this show for for, for relegation for Arsenal <laughs> and for Mikel Arteta to lose his job. And Arteta out was trending most weeks. So I don't know necessarily that that celebration was was about <clears throat> beating Fulham, coming from behind to beat Fulham. I think it might have been a bit of a combination of a lot of things. Probably a lot of relief in there as well. It's rebuilding this team and it's rebuilding the relationships with the fans which was so important for Mikel Arteta. That's one of the things that was top of the list, Ali McCoyst. He's saying, look, that, that, that fan base, our fan base at times, the relationship with the club, with the players on the pitch as well, it's been really torrid. It's been, it's been really um, poisonous at, at some points. It's, yep. not, it's not been great. So to rebuild a relationship with the fan base to the point where they are celebrating after beating Fulham that much... That's a positive for me. That's great. That just shows that your fan base are completely engaged. They love what they're seeing. It's not just about who you beat. It's the football that you're playing and it's the position that you put yourselves in. Arsenal fans know this better than most fan bases. We've been like the banter club for a, for a number, a number of years. We haven't won the league since, what, 2004. It's been, it's been a long time. They are banter FC. They're a football club that every other club looks at and can, and can laugh at. No one is saying that we're going to win the league this season. All we're doing is enjoying it, potentially, while it lasts. Because everybody knows in the Premier League, your next loss is around the corner. Um, yeah, they're beating the teams that are in front of them. But look at the end of last season when they capitulated and missed out on top four and lost to teams that they shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And then beat teams that they, they potentially shouldn't have. It's the Premier League. Anything can happen. It's football. Just enjoy it while it's there. <laughs> Otherwise, if we start penalising everyone for, for celebrating anything, you cannot celebrate a goal in the game just in case you lose that game. You cannot celebrate a win just in case you don't win the league. Don't rain on people's parade. People pay money to go and watch football. They pay subscriptions to watch it on the telly. They pay their tickets to go to the game and enjoy it. And then they spend their weekend talking to their mates, bragging to their mates, going out, having a drink, enjoying themselves. It is literally what it's about. If you're not allowed to celebrate, and if, you, if someone's going to come along and say, hang on a minute, why, why are you celebrating like you won the league? Just celebrating a game. Like, it means something to somebody. Time now to hear from Gabby Agbon Lahore, who was not particularly happy with Tottenham's Richarlison. Oh dear, that means Conte's going to have a pop at him now. I don't think uh, Ricci uh, wanted to be uh, or to show the respectful uh, against Nottingham Forest. I'm taking a red card. I'm running back from striker and I'm wiping him out, Ali. I'm wiping him out and I'm saying, do them kick-ups in the treatment room. That's what I'm doing. I'm wiping him out because it's not as if as well, Ali, that he's played the whole game and he's he's the top goal scorer in the Premier League and he's played the whole game. You've come on a sub. Yes, a great assist, but come on, don't disrespect your teammates. Neymar used to get booted for it at PSG and Barcelona when he used to do it. Like, as as a footballer, you're taking the mic. And staying on the topic of arrogance, blimey, here's Graham Souness. Souness, no one really knows, admitting he had no regrets about being super arrogant as a player. I um, didn't set out to be, but I was arrogant. I didn't, I didn't set out to be arrogant, but I know that being arrogant on a football pitch can make people look at you and go, hmm, and maybe diminish their confidence. I think arrogance... It's not being a target as well. Of course, yeah, but I was prepared for that. You know, I went down the road many times where, I, you know, what I'm basically saying, well, I'm going down this road knowing that there's going to be two or three in opposition will come looking for me. That's part of the deal. If you're a professional footballer and you choose your route, which I did, and, and you know, it was bring it on. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And here's the former Palace owner, Mona, Simon Jordan, claiming the label of arrogant is an insult and not something to be proud of. So here he is, the arrogant Simon Jordan. Simple question. Were you ever arrogant in your, in yes, your life? Yes, but Thank do you. I know better? And am, I, am I 107 years of age like you now and still describe myself as arrogant? No, but Graham's pushed you to say, were you ever arrogant? You're now saying yes. Yes, at, ago, you at, at, a very, at a very youthful stage in my life, but I've evolved from that. And now I look at arrogance as a terminology that I would not want to be described as. No, no. Because you I find it offensive. Limited. You find it insulting. I, no, I find it diminishing. But they do it in this country. Rather than say he's a strong character, they'll say it's aggressive because aggressive puts you as somebody that barks and bites, right? Take the middle word out, right? But the bottom line is you don't have to be aggressive, you can be assertive. So what people do is they find a language to diminish you, take it away from you, and put you in a category. So I push back on that. Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast. From mine back on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show at 4pm today. Straight after us at 7, it's Adrian Durham with all the goals as they go in on another busy night of Premier League and EFL action, including Southampton against Chelsea. Come on, Saints. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talks with Daily Podcasts at first in the morning, so do what you got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.